Hello, welcome to Loose Spokes Podcast. We are uh, coming up to Anaheim One. Finally, it feels like it's been it feels like it's been years since uh, since Vegas last year. Yahoo! Yeah, I've been looking for this day, forward to this day for a while. I think ever since uh, um, Jason Anderson uh, kind of started recovering, and I, I've been looking forward to this day because I really want to see him come back and do something. <laughs> Why do you think he was so off the beginning before he got hurt? The last first few rounds of last year, he uh, he just didn't show a lot of speed or confidence. Was was he already nursing something, or was it? the concussion from off season uh, before still affecting him or, or, or what? Cause he didn't come in as uh, hot as a defending champ should have. Did you watch the preseason video that came out yesterday? I, I didn't get around to it. Did he explain it? He mentioned it. He, and of course, who knows, you know, I don't know how much this, these guys are transparent and, and truthful about all this stuff, but if Jason Anderson is being truthful and I have no reason to think he's not, he said it was because he was fully distracted by the championshipness of it all. He said he came in burnt out by the time the race race came around because he'd spent the whole day, you know, being the champion and having all the interviews and all the responsibilities that goes along with it. And we've heard other, you know, first time champs say that too. So the weight of the number one plate. The weight of the number one plate blew him out at the beginning of the season. He he said he had like no concentration coming into the season and it had no interest in racing at the start of the season. Hmm. So I, I have a suspicion that explains why race one, two, and three were so incredibly different from each other. Uh, just lack of focus. And, and also, you know, back in 18, he wasn't expected. The expectations were not high for him. When you come in as a champion, you got that number one plate. You feel like, man, if I don't win, I'm a failure. Right. And the pressure is pretty intense, which that alone can wear you out on, you know, and then of course these guys are working out and riding all the time. Just everything. It's, it's, it's totally normal to have something. Yeah. Maybe that's a great example of, I mean, like Ricky came in, didn't do really well his first year. Of course, then the second year he, he changed everything and um, really f- followed that up pretty consistently <laughs> um, from year to year. And I think maybe, you know, there was a huge level of expectation for on him his first year, and um, and and but I, so maybe he was used to carrying that weight. I, I I don't know. I mean, what Jason had two uh, two fifty championships, right? So I don't know. I mean, he seems like he should have been used to a little bit of pressure. But, Did he um, have two? Because I know he uh, he got the first one away from Cole Seely because uh, they were they were fighting fighting real strong uh, for that year, but did he, did he back it up? I thought that he did. And I thought actually did, he was one of the few that did the East West thing. But may, I might, I might, you know, this is one of the things I haven't been able to figure out how to query out in my little database yet. So I got to get that fixed. <laughs> Do you remember Raj? I am thinking, and I'm, I'm also, uh, there's a list here somewhere that I've seen recently of all the supercross champions by you the know way, by the way there's been 22 22 uh, unique champions or 22 uh yes um 22 yes and the, and the only ones to not repeat 
is uh, Jeff Emig and Jason Anderson. Isn't that weird? Interesting little stat there that I read, but I can't remember where I saw that uh, complete list. But that was in the big bike. So in the small bike, yeah, I'm, I always go to for the, I don't know why, but in, in Wikipedia seems to have really good layout for this stuff. Uh, so let's see, 250, 125 class titles. Who are we talking about? Jason, Jason Anderson. Anderson. Uh, just one. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. I, I think he might have moved up after that championship. Because that, that was the Rockstar team back when it was Rockstar Suzuki. Uh, and I know it actually took them a few months into the next year to pay him his, uh, his bonus, all his bonus money. Oh, that's right. Because they were a high bonus, low salary team. But yeah, Jason's going to be one to watch uh, for sure. I mean, previous champion, but Cooper Webb's the the one with with heat behind him. He knows how to manage a championship, and he's done it so many times in the two fifties. And he looks like he's got the confidence. He looks smooth, and apparently he's you know a little bit faster than Osborne even uh, at the test track in Florida. The test so track, mm-hmm. and he's a bad <laughs> practicer as it, as it you know is anyway. So if he's any faster when it comes race time, when the chips are down, I wouldn't sleep on uh, Cooper Webb repeating. You know, I do think he's one guy. His chip is so big, he might win just because he wants to, solely for the reason of not letting anybody give him a hard time if he loses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a pretty good motivator, huh? Yeah. Huh. That weight of that chip is probably bigger than the weight of uh, the number one plate for him. Which is dangerous for everybody else. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just want to see him and Tomac and Roxon uh, up fighting because that's going to be that's going to be some emotional battles in corners between those three. They all have their own their own thing against each other and and mm-hmm. needing to prove themselves against those people specifically. So if we have those three going one, two, three. No one's looking at the championship at that moment. Hey, did you? So in the preseason, they had a great spot on um, uh, Sin Cirillo and Roxon being uh, practice partners. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the only video spot they had them both on the track, Sin Cirillo was in front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got speed for sure. That That's going to be interesting. How that plays out with him this year is going to be pretty pretty cool i actually don't care which way that goes and i don't think he, if we when we talked last time i'm pretty sure he's not even on my top five but um well you yeah, said it'll guy, be interesting to see uh how many races he can finish yeah <laughs> did i say that how freaking yes. rude is that <laughs> but no i mean yeah you look at his his seasons and he's only got the one championship but he should have had four or five by now yeah, but right. he can't stay off the ground you know uh, poor guy man he's got yeah, a lot he, to learn i guess you know kawasaki's got those guys this year don't they they got the guys that could win it all and did last year outdoors mm-hmm. but yeah, they can throw it away because you know what they both threw it away indoors too they did they both did yeah, Kawasaki should have had, you all know, of all of the, all of the championships because they should have had Fortner on the other yep. coast. Yep. Kawasaki should have swept 2019. Yep. 
Wow. That was a disaster, wasn't it? It was. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I want to buy Mitch Payton just something he can lay his head on and cry because that that guy went from so many wins, and there's no reason he's not other than the competition is just so good. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because so I was in in the preview show. Of course, they showed Cincero's wreck when he lost it to uh, Ferrandis, mm-hmm. and um, and you know you, you watch him coming up off that jump and clipping that stupid uh, tough block, and we've seen that a hundred times before. I remember watching um, Stewart do that little thing where he'd be skimming along on the the edge of the whoops and just clip a tough block and launch out off into the space. <laughs> and, and I, and I was thinking, I don't, I, I, I sometimes wonder if you've got, when you go through that experience where you're, you're, something is happening that you didn't expect and you have that momentary lapse of, of focus and it it's almost like i think the the guys that seem to be able to pull off the championship they're kind of in they're kind of in neutral mode the whole time that they're racing they don't seem to really be emotional at all and seeing cirillo is the, one of the most emotional guys i think at least oh. during interviews that oh. there is yeah and that seems to be a weakness in my opinion it's but, definitely not what it was but yes it's still yeah, so I think they, that's and, a really good point if you look at Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb is always, anytime mm. he wins, he's so nonchalant. He's like, well, of course I did. I'm paid to come out here and win, so I win. And he's very calm, cool, and collected. And if he doesn't, he looks a little a little kind of mean muggy, but not, not too much. He's not super emotional about it. And he's able yeah. to control a championship and not just a race. Yeah, Dungey was that way. Villapota was that way. Maybe one of the only other guys that was uh, pretty emotional was James Stewart. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking back to it, maybe uh, him, he wasn't him really... and Chad would be a little more animated up there, but they generally lost to the other <laughs> stoic guy, Ricky Carmichael. Yeah, that's a great point. The worse you are in interviews, the better you are at winning championships. Uh, oh, by the way, that was another thing that Cintrilla mentioned on the preview show is that he and Roxon uh, during the press uh, conferences were going to be taunting each other a lot. So okay. I thought that that should be a pretty fun thing to see happen if it does happen. Yeah, and that, that should happen like tomorrow night or Friday night. I don't remember. I think it's Friday night on that one. That's, that'll be good. That'll Between be good. them and the Lawrences, we should have plenty of entertainment. Oh, Jet and uh, and his brother, Hunter. yeah, Hunter. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, so has anybody adjusted their top five since we talked last? That oh was, yeah, what three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? I don't think my championship has changed, but my uh, my my top five and wild card for this week does not necessarily represent that so much well i guess it's it's pretty close uh <laughs> i have cooper webb with a with a stronger start but oh okay yeah right. just just listening to um what roger DeCoster has been saying about him testing well and practicing well if he could hmm. like i said if he can be even faster than that 
on the track. And I feel like he's going to be the least affected by the A1-ness of it mm. and less affected by that heavy plate. Mm. Because the only reason he didn't do well at A1 last year is because he literally crashed on the start. And oh. then yeah. everyone, if you look at the lap times from A1 last year, he was blisteringly fast. He was sending it off of that uh, that speed check into the into the flat and making up huge swaths of time when he was way back in the pack and he was running better than the leaders at the end of the race and that was kind of the big story and which ended up with him winning the championship but i think if he can get a good start this year i don't think he's going to be too affected by it hmm. so yeah. i've got him i've got him winning uh winning a1 and then tomac hot on his heels and rocks and probably six seconds back. And I think Cincerillo and Anderson are going to kind of round out just off the podium, trying to get good momentum going in. I think they'll be happy with fourth and fifth. Wow. You have nothing like that, huh? No, but I think is I have zero faith in anything that I'm predicting because I just think it, it's like, well, it's I A1. kind of think of this as a lot like 2013. Remember when, uh, what's his name? Isn't that funny? I can't remember his name. Won out, won the fir- the opener, and had the points lead for half the season. Who was that? Oh, uh, Millsaps. Millsaps. That I kind of have, and that was the year that it was like, oh my god, there were five five Supercross champions on the starting line, and it and it seemed like it was going to be. You know, pretty tough to choose anybody, but um, but that was a total surprise. And I think this year is going to feel a lot like that, just because there's so many people that are there. I mean, that should be so. in the mix, including Cincerillo. You don't oh, think it's going to be like you're a back pedaling because you feel bad? No, well, a little bit, <laughs> but I'm going to still stick with my man. I still, I still want to see Osborne pull it off, and I. I just he, he looks like he's like he wants to bite nails, and I think that's probably a good thing for him. I think he's going to be up in the top five towards the end of the season, but I think he's going to be slow to start the first few rounds. I could be completely wrong, and and again, the year you're talking about thirteen, I think that was when Millsaps won, but it was him and Canard yep. battling it out the whole way, and all the champions were back behind them. And that was that's what made that so bonkers. I think it was down to like the last two turns uh, between them. And yeah, that just that started off a weird season. And A one is the most the most uh, important race that means nothing. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it's it's rarely indicative of of the way the season goes. Everyone goes, oh, A one was great. So what do you think of the season? Oh, I know we got to wait for eight for second round. Okay, no, that's another one like. I, that's another one. See, one of the things I realize my database doesn't have is um, the the standings at the end of the season. So I can't tell you the statistically the the um, the correlation between the place uh, at Anaheim one and the place at the end of the season. But I seem to recall, not too many years ago, one of the boys, probably Matthews, um, mentioning that it was like a sixty percent. Of the time the winner yeah. A one goes on to win the championship, it was a much higher percentage than I thought it would be. Yeah, but I think it's whoever has the points lead in Daytona is like over ninety percent. Yeah, yeah, that, like that one. That's recall, what yeah. that's what really calls it. Yeah. 
yeah, sixty percent isn't a very good thing for putting any bets on. So, <laughs> would would anybody be surprised if uh, there was a battle between uh, in the last few laps for the win between Justin Brayton and Jason Anderson? It wouldn't be a surprise, <laughs> would it? It wouldn't. Not really not a huge one because I can see. Yeah. I can see Roxon starting slow and Tomac uh, being hot and cold, like he could have a cold night. Or just be careful, you know. But yeah, they want to go out there and dominate, but you know the old saying: you can you can lose the championship. Yeah, you can't win the yeah. the championship in the first round, but you can lose it. Right. Lose it. I think you're going to see a high percentage of the you know the top five guys we keep talking about mm-hmm. be like. If the opportunity's there, they're going to take it. But if it's not, they're going to finish. Yeah, I, I, I buy that. And that does actually kind of lean a little bit towards maybe Brayton just because he's had so much time getting ready for the season. He's going to come in and yep. pretty well know his pace and know everything pretty well and probably have a little bit of confidence. If so, opportunity's there with a good start, he's going to try to run with it. But the other guys, they'll be like, if he's easy to catch, I'm going to go do this. But if he's not, I'm going to wait it out. Did okay. we mention Brayton was going to be fast in the first half of the season, maybe win the first triple crown and then kind of be a little burnt out? Is that something we went over last week? Cause that's, that's kind of how I feel about Justin. I think he's got a good shot at the first three rounds mm. and a really good shot at the first triple crown. Then he's going to get tired and he's going to want to make sure he's ready for, you know, his real season. Mm-hmm. And just finishing and being healthy. Hmm. I don't know. I get. I've never really got had a feel for him as far as like uh, his real desire. I, I wonder. I do wonder if going overseas and doing all the other things that he does brings him an, brings him enough satisfaction on those smaller commitments than trying to commit to a you know seventeen round series. I would totally agree with that. I think he actually has a good time. Of course, you're going to have a good time winning, but I think he has a good time yeah. with the, the travel and seeing the new places and, and making good money. He knows he's, you know, been able to set himself up for mm. when mm. he does retire. He can do what he wants to do, not what he has to do. Mm. And that's a good thing. But I, I think you're right, Dave. I think the commitment to, <clears throat> however, that would change. You know, if you got to Daytona and he's still in the top three in points, he he would dig down and make it happen. He would take he would take a Supercross championship here if that was the last race he did. He would oh. take that. Yeah, that's a good point. I would think. Yeah, uh, I think not too many people wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We but wouldn't could, have to reach down. Could he? I think the the question is if he was yeah. third in points, could he hold that pace against those guys or is he going to necessarily burn out if he's if he's held it late into the season say past daytona yeah he'll make it happen absolutely and i I think a lot of that would fall into the idea that we've been seeing a lot of posts recently about which is is it speed or consistency that will win championships and if if you're talking yeah yes exactly and i think Brayton has had an, a consistency problem in in Supercross mm-hmm. and has had speed problems compared to the rest of the racers. I would agree when it comes to really good, consistent high speed, I would agree. Yeah. And I, I mean, outside of the top five frequently. So, and I, I do think that probably 
probably puts a stop to Brayton, but this year, if it's distributed as widely as it looks like it's probably going to be, (laughs) you know, assuming that Eli doesn't actually put it all together, I think Eli is going to take it a little more calmly. He's probably going to not worry about a second and third. He's probably going to get a championship, although that would blow away my Osborne prediction. Um, I I think that Brayton's going to have an opportunity to be a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, place person and still be in contention this year just because there's going to be so many other people up front but yeah, i, don't I know. think yeah, with the awesome. hrc ride this is his best opportunity in yes. his whole career to win a championship in supercross and you know why it's because dungy's with honda <laughs> not even the same team but yeah just osmosis <laughs> well did you guys see the uh the thing where um christian craig uh put up what he did a, a, a vlog. vlog yeah yep. so he mentions how he's not really getting any help from any any trainers except for dungy hmm Did you? Yes, he mentioned that that he's he doesn't have a, a physical trainer anymore because uh not swanapoli um I can't remember the name of the guy. I think it's the big wrestler dude, the trainer, I, I think is the guy that he was using. Uh, he lost him and is now doing his own program. So he's training himself physically. And on the track, um, he said he's not getting any coaching right now except for Dungy. Oh, wow. Huh. And I thought that was an interesting statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. But I, I have, I am so looking forward to seeing how Craig does on the starting line. He's stayed fit by the look of it, and I, I think he is going to go out there with the hugest chip on his shoulder. He maybe has bigger something than to prove. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice that he's able to race the whole season. Yeah, and this will be the first. I think his first race with a kid isn't it isn't there their kid just no no jagger is oh that's four, right he has two five. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 his daughter uh but his daughter was around last season when he raced like half half of the races and got hurt oh really oh, okay all right yeah. oh i forgot he made it so far in the season yeah you're right okay yeah all right so he's he's raced with family before then so that won't be a new thing yeah because I, I i he had he had jagger um he, I think he had Jagger up on the podium when he was racing against Webb and Savachi. Mm. Not, not to, not to step all over your point, but I'm pretty sure there are there are pictures of him uh, holding Jagger, which it, you know Osborne's done the same thing with his daughter, and I think that's kind of neat neat to see. That's an experience those kids uh, won't remember, but yeah. Yeah. they can show. Yeah, I'd forgotten he had the older the older kid. Yeah, so that's been around. <clears throat> Well, I, I, I have high hopes for Craig, and I, I don't have him in my top five, but or I don't know if I'd even put him in my top ten, but I would love to see him go out there at least at A1 and, and you know, be in the top five maybe for a for I'm a huge race. fan, but I can't put him in, in the podium either. I can't. He just he hasn't shown that speed since he did race against Webb and Savachi, and that was three years ago. Yeah, well, he didn't have Dungey. oh sure sure (laughs) whatever what uh so what what do we think about osborne then because you've stated that you think he's got the championship do you think he's going to be fast to start slow to start roger what do you do you have many thoughts on him coming up because he's a strong trainer like he's he's always fit and he's very focused but 
450s is another animal. I can definitely see him if the cards fall just a little bit his way. It doesn't have to take a big deal. He definitely could win a race or two. <clears throat> to go on and win a whole bunch of them, no one's going to do that. Yeah, I think this year is going to be that one. No one is going to do that. I mean, Except for Eli, be... he'll win six and then not win the championship. So. Yeah, he, <laughs> he probably will have the most wins at the end of the season, and, and Cooper will be right behind him. But that doesn't mean these guys are going to be the champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. That seems to be pretty obvious. <laughs> so do we think we're going to have another season where the person who wins the most races does not win the championship? Like, I I feel like we we can't repeat that two years in a row. I think towards the end of the season, someone will catch fire and and the the most race wins will be the champion this year. Just because math, that's usually how it works, even with a deep field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for the the players involved is is why. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just how it's worked for Eli for whatever reason. That's just how it's worked. Yeah. I definitely, we could definitely have the not, you know, the person that wins the most still not win the championship because hasn't it been half that way for like three years? Well, let's see. Cooper had seven wins last year and Eli six. I'm doing my little stats check right okay. now. Okay. okay so um, let, let's take a look at 2018 here. 2018, Eli had eight. <laughs> Anderson had four and Plessinger had four and Muscan had four. Yeah, so that was the year that the person with the most wins didn't win the championship was 18 or yeah. 17. Oh, no, Plessinger was in 250, sorry. So, yeah, it was just Eli, yeah, Anderson, Muskan. Let's see what 2017, that would have been uh, Dungey's well, last, right? has got a few. So let's see, Eli, nine. <laughs> Osborne, four. Now, that's something I didn't, oh, no, that was 250, sorry. Yeah, that's 250. Yeah, Dungeon, three. Dungeon's three, and, and then Roxon should have two. two yeah. Roxon two, Muscan two. Hmm. Yeah, Eli nine. That's nine. horribly sad. <laughs> Over half. So it's happened twice that he's had the most race wins, but not the championship. Yeah. Yeah, year before that, uh, so this is 2016 now, Dungeon nine, Roxon. Uh, Roxon would have been 250. That was five. Where's no, geez, nobody else even hardly rated. I'm trying. I gotta filter this thing by class. This is horrible. I, I'm trying to figure out Roxon. Let's see, in 2016, that, that would have been Roxon in the 450s because that would have been the year that he uh, he pogoed his Suzuki at uh, Phoenix. Okay, so that, he had five that year. Then, so he did get. He did. He was on a tear, and then threw it away. Which we didn't talk much about, Ken. He's he's coming in, you know, as strong as he's been since his injury. It's been a few years. Yeah, and and he's got Dungey. So, <laughs> I mean, I've I've got him rounding out the podium uh, this weekend. I I think he's gonna have a a consistent. I don't think he'll be right on Webb and Tomac. I think he'll be back six or seven seconds. I think they'll slowly pull away and then he'll settle in for third. And that's the be careful part. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. First race. Do you guys think, what do you guys think about rocks? And then Dave. <clears throat> he's not, he's going to be smart. I think exactly what Roger was saying earlier. 
He's not going to try for the win if, if it's, he's not filling it. Um, kind of like his outdoor season last year, just take what he can get safely, but still push. You know, Kiefer was talking about how good the Hondas are on supercross tracks because of their whoop, their, 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 their quality in the whoops. And I was actually just not trying to look to see. Look, okay, here's my prediction. If there's a long whoop section, and I was looking for the track maps and I couldn't find it yet. If there's a long whoop section in A1, yeah, I will put a Honda on, on the first position, but I don't know which one. So I don't know if it would be Roxon. Typically, A1 is a kind of a watered-down track. Mm-hmm. You don't get tough until you know, third, fourth race of the series, they start stepping it up. Uh, I think one of the years that was the second race was on full on huge whoops, but mm-hmm. worked their way into it. A1 is typically a, a not very hard track. And I seem to recall A1 being uh, everybody getting a line and follow each other around a lot. Um, no. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't, yeah, and see, and as soon as everybody is able to, to go fast all of the time, as fast as they can, I just think that that race, that that's a different race. Hmm. And that's going to be all about the start. Oh, yeah. That's and why that, I think a settle in thing. I like Cooper's such a good starter. Starter, yep. Yep. So is Brayton. That's true. And he's huh. he's kind of more race paced than anyone. All right, guess what, boys? I'm putting uh, Baker's on the top three, so I got Webb in number one. I got Anderson in two, and Osborne in three. Oh, wow. hmm. okay. And and only because I think that um, Eli Roxon, a couple of the other top contenders, are, are just not going to break themselves to make a win on a one. And that that definitely makes sense. Exactly what you said. It absolutely does. I'll say I don't think you're right, but I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anderson is going to definitely feel like he has to show um, for sure. I think Osborne is just going to be good. That good. He's going to be good enough to be third every single race this season. I just, for some reason, feeling that way. And I do think Webb is going to come in um, looking pretty damn good. I'm going to, I'm going to have a hard time. Not, I'm going to be disappointed that I didn't pick him for the championship, but um, I'm going to still pick Osborne. So yeah, I I think it's going to be all, 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 all Alden on the, on the top of the, on on the podium this year, this term, uh, the A1. There's two pretty decent uh, whoop sections. One's not very long. One of them's kind of medium length. And then lots of rhythms. Lots and lots of rhythms. How are, are there a lot of 180s or a lot of 90s? There's, uh, wow, there's one, two, three, four. Wait, one, two, yeah, four 180s and one, two. 90s and then there's kind of a great big sweeper oh okay there's another 180 so yeah there's nothing there's where are you finding this rut they've learned their lesson they're putting 180s in because you you can't pass on a 90 yeah yeah there's a whole bunch keep the speeds down this definitely does not look like a fast track 
Okay. Well, that's good. I, so, I think lower speeds makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Technical. <clears throat> it's technical and they aren't just going so fast. No, there's, I've got to say it is pretty cool when they come in at like Monster Energy Cup or uh, when they come into the stadium and they're rolling like almost 70. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, tapped out in fifth gear. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, but it, it, that's not really Supercross either, you know. And that's best if they do that once at the beginning and then then give us some real racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So yeah, that's what the that's what that track's looking like. So what's what's your podium look like, Raj? Because I mean, I've got I've got Cooper Webb, but other than that, I've got uh, a bigger mix of different trainers. Uh, so what are you, what are you thinking for your for top three to five? And you know, just just right now, my gut here. Just for A1, not not for the season, just for that. I think it's going to be pretty standard issue. It's going to be um, Tomac, Webb, Roxon. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. I, I realize that, like, if you're trying to make money gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a pretty smart pick, Raj. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> Oh, I think it's going to so, go because, you know, these guys, are they're going to go pee on fire hydrants a little bit if they can. They want to mm. be able to do that and mark their territory. Mm. You're so, a big Cincerillo fan. Where do you think he's going to be, be right, one? He'll be right behind rocks and he's going to get fourth. Oh, that's where I'm going. Osborne fifth. Mm-hmm. See, now I feel bad. I don't have Osborne in the top five. But I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take anyone out. So, yeah, that's what I that's what I like about this season. I I must admit. I mean, it's it's been a number of years for me at least since I felt like I, I top five. I don't even. I'm I'm totally you know whatever. I it's going to take one fall and the whole top five shuffles. You know. Yeah, there's zero locks in this, and that's always that way for a one. But I mean, for yeah. any of these rounds, I can't say well you know, starting round two, I'll definitely put this person. It's, I, I don't know. It's I, top six or seven. I will say there is a still, well, maybe more now, but there is only one person that I would bet any money on that would fall on turn one, start in last place and still have a chance to win. And that's Eli. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't, but then again, we'll see. Cincerilla, maybe Webb, maybe I know Webb did it once last year, if I remember correctly. Anyone um, else could but only one person would. <laughs> you know, typically though, when he when he does that, he kind of spins himself and usually has an issue when he gets up into the top five. Yeah, he yeah. more often didn't pull it off than did for sure. But he'll he'll go from either he'll fall and he'll drop back to ninth and make it up to third or fourth, or he'll drop to twenty second and make it up to fourth or fifth. Yeah, like he yeah. makes yeah. it to the same spot regardless. Yep, yep. he'll be yeah. a lap down. He'll still get back to fourth. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe he just runs out of gas because he's just trying to get every point he can. Mm-hmm. He might not be sitting back there going, "Well, I'm going to the front." He's just like, "I got to get every point," which is very, very <clears throat> grown up of him because he's lost yeah. enough races to know that it matters. Yeah, well, you know, it almost seemed like funny that a lot of times when he does crash, he's in the lead, and he's just it, maybe it's hard for him to concentrate, you know, at a high enough level to not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Just... Okay, I got a question for you guys. Who's going to be the first DNF? Oh, just, just <laughs> That's horrible. If he was <laughs> off, if because he's on a Yamaha, I will agree with you. <laughs> I feel the like doctor. you did that too, David. I feel like that was an attack directly at him. <laughs> no, you know what? But the guy, I will. On the other hand, the guy could win a one this weekend. He did was last year. Yep, that's true. So he's got it in him. But well, it was in the rain last year, and not that that's a bad thing. It just is a different race condition. It, it doesn't. I believe it's supposed to be like seventy-five or something this weekend. So I haven't looked. So the weather's going to be good. I haven't looked at that. Nothing. Yeah, I was looking at the weather report earlier tonight. Mm-hmm. Let me. But I, 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 I. There's a little asterisk for me. There's an asterisk next to his win last year. Well, you know he. It was, it was, remember what I said earlier about, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, certain yeah. guys could win. And, you know, yeah. he, he was up there, but, but uh, Dean Wilson was gone and he probably should have just let him go. But then he realized, no, I, I got to chase this guy down. And he dug deep yeah. and stayed up and, and got it done. And then didn't do it again the whole rest of the season. Right. That's just it. it it's, uh, it's, 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 Sorry, but it's the ups and downs of of Justin Barsha. The guy can. It is. It is. But you know what? You know, we talk about intense riders. I mean, not yeah. Not many guys can wring the neck of a four fifty. You're right. You're right. You know, You're right. And I, I think this is one of the reasons why that top ten, I think, in this season is pretty uh, fascinating to look at. Because damn, there's a lot of people that can be in the top ten. Yeah. And I think I think easily 10 people that can be in the top five, which is still pretty amazing. To answer your question, this makes me sad. This hurts me a little bit to say, but if he didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. <laughs> Who is going to DNF is going to be Joey Savacci. And it makes oh! me sad. <laughs> is Joey going to be there? I'm is looking he... at the page list right now here. Just a minute. What's the number? I can't do it. 12. 17 17 and he's not- oh no he's he's still out with the with the heel huh yes, yep so you're right ram he's the first dnf <laughs> uh, that's dns, no, that's a DNS. <laughs> yeah did not start <laughs> okay uh, who, who else does suzuki have because they're going to lose their other well, rider that's the thing i was going to say hill i believe hill will be the first dnf of the day Ooh, i think so okay. i think the drape the gate will drop in about five laps in Hill's going to crash out oh, man poor suzuki no, <laughs> which is totally wrong. But he rides. But, he rides a Honda. No, no, he's got. He's not on a Suzuki. Justin. Yeah, his. Uh, no, you're right. He's a Honda. That's right. He went to Smart Top. Honda. Yeah, that's right. The Suzuki guy is Freddie Norman. I thought he was two fifty. He's four fifty, and you know, and the and the question right. there is, you know, right. will he qualify? Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! I think he's qualified for three or four four fifty mains. That went from bad to worse. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's it's, it's a can a can a can a factory Suzuki qualify for Supercross this year? <laughs> well, well I thought Martin would absolutely will. Now that he's on a two fifty, Martin and Dakotas are their two fifty guys. Yeah. No, hold it. No, 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 I thought they... Alex was back. 
Yes, 250. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy Martin is still at Geico on a 250. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was back on a 450 this year. Okay, so 250 with Alex. Yeah, okay, that's too bad. Yeah, Suzuki's a little slim this year, aren't they? Jeez. Kyle Cunningham, he rides an RMZ. He'll qualify. Uh, Jimmy, De- wait a minute. Jimmy DeConis is racing the 450 because he's probably racing 250 East. He's yes. racing 450. So yes. He'll he'll qualify. There we go. Um, and Adam Entignac. Yeah. Oh. He's riding an RMZ. I've, I've got my answer. I've got my answer because if it can't be uh, can't be Savachi, then it's got to be uh, Stewart. Oh, that's too accurate as well. He's going to win his heat. He's going to win his heat. He looks really good. And you know, last year, right up till Glendale, I, I, I had a lot of hope for him. Including the race he crashed in. Like he was blisteringly fast. Yes. He, was, he was showing not, not James speed, but his own version of it. And he was, he was ripping, but so was Justin yeah. Hill when he filled in on that 450. Malcolm Stewart's going to get like sixth or seventh this weekend. He's going to be. He'll be in fifth, fourth or fifth, maybe third when he crashes out. Oh. (laughs) That's what he's going to make a great showing, and everyone's going to be excited for next week. You know, these are terrible questions to ask. Who's going to DNF? I I know that. I was was figuring one of the two of you would have said, let's not include that question. Terrible. Well, you know it's funny. Maybe so if Malcolm... we say it out loud, it won't happen, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, you know what? Maybe their points will get wet. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's that's yeah, an that... old man joke. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah, they fogged up the distributor yeah. cap. Yep, <laughs> clogged their carb. <laughs> Oh, I don't want anybody getting hurt. That's no, no, no. And I, I, I'm hoping it's, I think it's just going to be the, you know, one of these guys going to not have a good start. They're going to crash out early and they're just going to get, Hey, I'm not ready for this. I'm going to get ready for next week. And I, that's, 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 that's I the first it. DNF. Yeah. yeah. Like a mechanical failure. That's what I thought with, uh, with Savachi is he was going to go out there and he was going to have a mechanical failure or, a la- he was going to get tied up with a lapper and it was going to twist the bike a little bit and mm. he was just going to push it back, shaking his head. Like that's where my mind went. Not anyone getting hurt. We wouldn't entertain that, but here, here's somebody that we need to talk about, but I, I don't want to. Um... Oh no. Oh yeah. Here we go. I, f- I forgot for a second who we were going to talk about. So now we're no longer talking about DNFs. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I got to preface this. How do you guys see Dean Wilson doing? He's going to be coming back from injury. Oh, I want to say top five because he got he he was leading last year at but, A1. But, but he's but he's coming back from injury. A tenth. I'm tenth. putting him at tenth. I, I, I agree, Dave. That's what I had in mind was tenth too. That was yeah. going to be my next question because uh, for those who play the RM fantasy for Rocky Mountain, they they have a wild card for 10th place <clears throat> oh and, i thought that changes which place they throw up for the wild card yeah it's 10th not... well it's 10th for me do you have something different oh no i haven't looked yet uh let's see here well this week it's oh wild card 10th yeah you're right it's just 10th yeah i'll put i'll definitely put him down on that one one more guy that everybody wants to see do good and we haven't talked about aaron plessinger 
You know, when when we said the DNF thing, I refused to say his name. <laughs> Good. Good. He's done enough of that. It's time for him to do that. I want him I'm... to upset my, my, my list here, and I want him to take one of these top five spots. Him and Dino, I'd love to see do the fourth and fifth. I just can't take these guys out of the positions, but like, I'd love to see them just sniffing at third place all season long. Yeah. If it wasn't for the bike, he rides, I'd have him higher. Yeah. yeah that's well, there, that's my next question about Plessinger. What you know, will he ride next year? I hope, I hope that he either goes Kawasaki or KTM, but I, I will say, uh, I, I don't know that that's the only thing that he needs. I, I do think that he's, I think he's a, I think he's still a youth. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. You know and he's I, older than a lot of the people moving up to the 450s. Yeah, that's right? not the like, way he behaves. He's hanging on to his youth for everything that he can. And I think he even says this, you know, he wants to keep it fun. Yeah. And I think every time we hear somebody say they want to keep it fun, you automatically just scratch them off the, <laughs> the yeah. podium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the people that are on the podium, none of them are having any fun. <laughs> so, so let's just say that uh, Marvin Muskan calls it quits. Then Aaron Plessinger take that spot. Oh, that yes. would be fantastic to see. Because him, him and Cooper are good friends. They work well together. Yeah, that would know, be a powerhouse. You know he won't go to Kawasaki because – Kawasaki is going to stand pat for at least three more years. They oh, not geez. What they have. Yeah, no, they're not going anywhere. They'd have yeah. to hire a third rider. Yeah. Yeah. Soon Sorolla won't switch and Eli won't either. Yeah. yeah. And Honda's going to st- stay. But <clears throat> Eli's got two more years, best case, in my opinion. He's he's 28. Yeah. He's 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 got two years, best case. I think this year might be the end, but I don't know. If he gets his championship this year, he's going to want to prove that he could do it more than once. Right. Right. Yeah. What I want the answer to be is that Suzuki is able to restructure a little bit and find money and and hire him on because I think he would be a good get for them. And maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they are saving their money a bit this year Mm. with the intent of making a bid at him because unless he goes out and starts doing really well this year, he's not going to have the highest stock come silly season. Well, they did say right. 2021 Suzuki's uh, on the episode four of the Race X thing preview. Um, they said Suzuki is supposed to be putting more money into the 450 in 2021. Well, there it is. And Plessinger would be a great get for them. Yeah, that's not bad. And he would uh, he would probably be one of the he'd probably be the guy there, depending on who they keep or who they bring up, because honestly, I think he's uh is worth a little bit more than the other writers that they have not to make judgment on a person, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's got the championships. Whereas those other guys haven't mm-hmm. gotten it. Done I, yet. I just think Plessinger under Baker and, and uh, the man under DeCoster, I think Plessinger would, would grow up. And I, I don't know who they've got over there at Suzuki. I mean, who, who's the, who's the leader, the it, person who's setting the tone. I think it's all private. I I think that's part of their problem is that they don't have, um, because that's is that still JGR? Yep. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. JGR. Yeah. So okay. Don't, don't they go over there at Club MX? And isn't that where um, uh, Gareth Swanepoel is? Swanepoel, right? And in fact, that's the um, 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. That that is where they go. I remember hearing about that. Well, that, Plessinger already used the Swana pool. Yeah, oh, well, that might be a yeah, fit. Or at least at least he did in the 250s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you a pretty cool <laughs> idea that whole thing. Hmm. You know, another thought would be, uh, although the, the problem with this is Supercross only, so maybe it's not an option. Would be uh, Smart Tops for him. But he needs to be doing outdoors. That's his. Strength. He needs outdoors bad. Yeah. So that's what okay. Uh, what what's going on with Honda? We have three premier Honda teams now. Smart Top, the answer. Geico, and yeah, yeah. What? an American what? Honda. Andy, the, the answer going is on the, there. They're tired of not having riders on the gate. Yeah, like KTM has Husqvarna and all these KTM teams they've had for all these years. You got they're they're tired of not having riders on the gate. They're tired of only having two guys that they pay big money and if one of them gets hurt, what do they do? And they're tired of dealing with fill in riders. They're just yeah. okay, this kind of money yeah, but, that we would have to monkey around with this, just help these other teams bring them up so that we can always have bikes out there. Okay. So is it all about bikes on the track or is it about champions? It's it's about visibility. That's what makes them money. Okay. Bikes on the track. Yep. Well, I because and then their HRC I team that they that they pay real money towards, they have two guys to win the championship and then they have six guys that won't crash out and get hurt and will mm. still be notable. Mm. That's that's what I think. Mm. You're yeah. making me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a quick little query here and see what the, what it's been like for Honda riders these last years. Let's Not see. great. Not, um, There's been anything. times when Roxon was hurt and Seeley was out. There was nothing. Yep. Except some privateers. That's back when Intignaps were riding Hondas, but sometimes they'd be the only Hondas on the track. There were a few weeks where Freezy was the highest placing Honda rider. Mm-hmm. And so. And they've been doing so well over at Smart Tops that it'd be silly to not to not give them some uh, some some credit back because they decided they went from those white fenders running the uh, what did they call them? Yep, yep. They wouldn't even use the Honda name, and then they kind of stuck their neck out and went, "Okay, we'll we'll start kind of talking about Honda." And they put the red fenders back on, Mm -hmm. and you know, got some good riders and restructured and. And uh, Honda took notice and kind of gave him an attaboy for it. And I think having those rides is important to them. And Phoenix Honda, and they that way they have riders in, you know, they have them in the heat, they have them in the main, they have them in the LCQ, yep. people that they take care of. Yeah. When there's times where both HRC riders are in one, one of the heats, <clears throat> the other heat doesn't have any. They don't have yep, they, they want to be in every race. Yep, yep. You got to have that visibility out there. That's, you know, it's, they, of course, if they could have one guy like Ricky Carmichael, where, okay, we got a guaranteed win, that kind of saves them money. But it's kind of hard to, to buy one rider and win every race, though. They they got spoiled a little yes, bit. Yeah. Yeah, so you got yeah. strength in numbers. Okay, just a minute here. I've just about got this. Finishes, uh, finishes by by brand, two fifty and four fifty. So premium and support classes combined, Honda has the most. Um, how, how do I say this? Honda has finished the most times 
mm-hmm. and has finished it and is was second place in that case. Okay, get this. Honda has the most second place finishes at 238, has the most first place finishes at 237, and the most fourth place finishes at 209, and, oh, sorry, third place, no, fourth place, and the most third place finishes at 194. They have the most first, second, third, and fourth place finishes of all manufacturers. Still? Still. How far back does that does that number this go? This is the entire stats year? out of the vault. So everything all the way back to the 70s. Yeah, you know that when they had, you know, Lamera Johnson. They, oh, my God. Those guys, they, they racked them up. Because you look at how much Kawasaki and KTM has won the last 10 years. Yeah, well, that's a KTM, but Kawasaki, you'd, you'd think would be way out in front on that. Let me tell you where but they are. They're not. He's got a lot of wins with uh, with because um, they've they've had some strong riders. They had Dungey mm-hmm. and Roxon and um, and Carmichael. Okay. All... <laughs> well, let me tell you where they stand. They are fifth in overall number of wins, but the place for that was thirteenth. <laughs> they have uh, their first. Their first occurrence of the maximum number of, of places is 13th, and they had 192 of them. Wow. The next one is 7th place. They have the most 7th place wins, and they're 184. Huh. Wow. But see, <laughs> they hadn't won previous to what, 2011 or 12? Right. Exactly. That's a pretty short order when you go back to quite. 75, I suppose, is how far Wait, back. Is this KTM or Suzuki? Suzuki. Oh, Suzuki. Yeah, this is Suzuki. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, sorry. What, what about the Carmichael years, you know? Well, he was mixed Honda and Suzuki. Yeah. Remember, yes. he had four years on the Honda. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, he had a short career, I suppose, I mean, in years. Five and, those, and part of, yeah, 05, 06, and part of 07 on the Suzuki. Yeah. That's it. So that's not very really long. It's no. so weird that he's such a brand ambassador. Um, yeah, isn't that? And I, I do want to touch on that because there was a there was an article that went up about um, everyone uh, kind of switching brands after they retire because Pastrana is going to KTM, which two stroke obviously, but that that does happen a lot with people. They retire and then they they go to a team that they didn't necessarily have all of their success at. Do you think maybe it's just a team that they maybe liked a little better or because there was less pressure there that they have a better memory of it or is it just money mm. <laughs> <laughs> we probably just answered that one <clears throat> it's a com- comfortable situation for him it's what they ask of him you know Villapoto, he doesn't have to go to every race you know it's, it's not a requirement so he probably doesn't even dungey said he's not going to all the races they want that freedom to do what they want to do. We all do. So I think that has, some, you know, that has something to do with it. Obviously money does too, or they would, might not even bother. So do you think they treat their retirement team? I'll call it uh, the same way that they treated their race team where they're going to go somewhere and they're going to look at what do they want me to do? How much are they going to pay me to do it? <clears throat> and what is the environment like? And that's what they do instead of, 
now that I'm retired, I want to go to the team that I had the most success with because it's not like you're trying to win more championships. So it's more, what are you going to be doing day to day? It might be where their friends are too. You know, look, Trey Kennard is back hanging around Honda a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was where he had his most success. Oh, and did you see he's officially their test, uh, one of their test riders now? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's so he actually was uh, on the preview show for the the you know the, the FIM preview show, and um, is testing for it looks like for um, Roxon. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, don't you said he wasn't going to be doing much testing, so uh, yeah, he's he's an that. owner. He's he's going down the Roger DeCoster path. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he isn't, and to say he isn't going to end up at KTM one day, uh, um, he probably will. But he can't. He couldn't ever be an owner there. That was definitely a glass ceiling. It wasn't going to be able to break through. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so there was an interview that DMXS Radio did with Roger DeCoster uh, a few weeks back, right after uh, all this happened with Dungey, uh, and David Iser asked Roger DeCoster some very point blank questions about it. Like, you know, how do you feel about it? And, and, you know, how, how did you hear about it? And if I remember correctly, David, in the article, um, Dungey said that he called Roger to let him know that he was going to take the deal. And Roger was a little disappointed, but understood. Is that, is that about what the article said? That's the same thing I heard. Yeah. So Roger said, that's not how it went down. He found out via the Instagram post. Oh, DeCoster said this? Yes, this is DeCoster in a phone interview with DMXS Radio. Uh, said, it's like, oh, no, I saw the uh, uh, the the interview uh, um, on the, the post on Instagram uh, and, and gave him a call and said, hey, Ryan, what's, what's going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, I felt like it was, you know, what I needed to do and and he said he was a bit upset because Roger was a bit upset because yeah. Roger's like, he never called. He said, well, well, what, like, why did you do this? Says, well, I, you know, I, I wanted to do more and I didn't feel like there was a spot at the table for me there. He's like, well, Ryan never asked. He's like, mm. you know, maybe he couldn't have had a spot to buy part ownership of the Red Bull team. But he said, we have strong connections with, the Butler team, which is privately owned, the TLD mm-hmm. team. He, he, not to put words in his mouth, but he basically said we could have gotten him part ownership in any of the other KTM teams, the Rockstar team, the uh, the TLD or the the Butler team without, or even that he probably could own most of Tedder. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it seems to be kind of two different ideas of how that went down. Uh, where DeCoster feels a little more like, okay, well, if he wanted that, he never just talked to us about I, you know, listening to how Dungey was explaining how he was basically, this came up out of the blue during a, a road trip with whoever the guy is that was running, uh, or one of the guys that ran. Um, yeah, not Ziggy, the Geico. other guy. Yeah, what's Jeff his name? Mar- Mar- Zek. Mar- Zek. Mar- Zek. Is that who it was? I, I can't remember the name. I, I remember it wasn't one of the top guys. It just remembers one of the guys. Yeah. And um and the the way it just it did sound a little bit odd how how uh, Dungey was explaining how the conversation went and that he made a decision basically based on this conversation in this car. 
I I have a suspicion there were quite a few things involved with it, and some of it may have to do with proximity. Yeah. So maybe so, Dungey was trying to find something basically close to home. Dungey did grow up with that guy, like he when he was young, and he even oh. uh, yeah he even jokes about one time he asked him for a ride and the guy wouldn't give him a ride. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Dungey, right? Um, but uh, yeah, no. So he yeah he he grew up with mm. uh, with that with that part owner. Mm. Um, he just feels like it was it was the the right thing to do. Uh, hmm. You know, if you the... were the owner of a team who brought Honda a championship, that's going to be a pretty freaking big deal. Yeah, at this stage in the game, and maybe maybe Dungey is thinking that big. You know, be the person that things turn around. That be the person that represents Honda in a turnaround. And I, and that, that could be something that maybe he's looking at as a, a way to make a mark. Long-term business. That would be yeah. a big deal. I was trying to think who else can we think of that bought a team essentially when, after they retired? Oh, well, um, Chad I was Reed. reading some, yeah, no, he was, he didn't retire yet. He was running his team. This is true. He, while he was riding. Uh, yeah. Jeremy McGrath started a team. No, that was his last year. Yeah, Chaparral. Nope. The the Bud the Bud Light sponsored one. Yeah, that was Chaparral. Uh, okay. Yeah, and it was yeah, it wasn't his. I don't think there's been anybody else. I mean, we know that there's a, a ton of people working for teams, and especially recently, it seems like um, teams have been searching out past champions and and uh, racers winning racers to head up to to be involved in their team that seems like a relatively new thing but owning a team this may be new yeah as far as somebody that raced professionally i think maybe so um you know a lot of times well you know mitch payton back in the day he raced you know oh good point donnie elmer you know these guys he raced but then I think they were more local pros. I, I want to say Mitch Payton might even have been a desert guy. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I don't want to qualify it as just champions, but for sure out of the champions, which like you were saying, has only been like, what, 22? Is that the number you yeah, said? 22 uh, Supercross champions, yeah. This is one out of 22, I think. I, I And I just have a suspicion that um, Dungey has a plan. And uh, and he's going to work that plan for the next fifteen years, you know. <laughs> just just real quick, um, on Jeremy McGrath's own website, uh, there's a there's a bit. Help me help me understand the years here a bit. Um, Jeremy was the first pro racer to form and operate his own Supercross team. The team's 2001 inaugural race season culminated with a title sponsor with Mazda. And in 2002, Bud Light Anheuser-Busch signed on as a title sponsor. Sponsor, so that was his team. Yeah, his team. So kind of like a Chad Reed thing. Yeah, more more Chad Reed, I suppose, yeah. than just buying in after the fact. Well, and not. I mean, I th I think going to Geico and buying it their team. Uh, yeah, Geico, right? And my understanding, he's a part owner. I have a suspicion he's most of the owner, but. Um, anyway, going to there and buying that team, I think is quite a bit different than forming your own team. Yeah, okay. When so existing team, that really cuts it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in 2001, 2002, Jeremy was still racing. 
Yeah, that was his last last year's. Yeah, exactly. K- and um, wasn't he on KTM that last year? I was pretty sure that yes, was a Honda. Not, well, I have to go back. Oh, right, the KTM was a short-lived thing. He did like two races, yeah. and then you're right. He did. He retired on Honda because remember he pulled the whole shot on the CR250 and did the knack knack. Oh, that's right. That that <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One last thing on 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 Dungey. Um, so we talked about this a bit off mic, Roger and I did, but of the teams for him to buy into, other than the affiliation he already had with the part owner would there have been a better team to buy into in his position like Mm. tld isn't as strong but it's something he could build up it's something in that vein my thought was star but Mm -hmm. is that a full factory it's not a full factory team it's kind of a good comparison between geico and star absolutely because stars arguably got the strongest team right now i mean i don't think you can buy into pro circuit i feel like they've got a pretty good handhold on that oh yeah mitch won't let go of that yeah i'm not sure you want into the suzuki team at this point jgr um but like jgr is still yamaha right yeah, it's Yamaha, but I don't think it's I don't think it's full factory. I think it's privately owned. Yeah, but it's Yamaha. Why would he buy into that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a Yamaha two fifty. Well, that's a difference. good point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I think that maybe you just keyed on to something. I think you know the opportunity that he's looking for isn't the two fifty opportunity. He, I, I'm totally guessing here, but. He's a he, he's a premier class multi-time champion. He is going to want to see that happen for his team. Hmm. He's going to come in with the exact same attitude about it. So I I I can't imagine that there are very very many other teams that have full-fledged 450 and 250 with championship hopes. So are you are you saying that you think that his intention is to bring back the factory connection 450 program? like long-term you think maybe five, 10 years down the road, he wants to kind of take the spot that um, smart tops has now and kind of go back to uh, the factory connection running both series. You know what? Better than that. You know what? Because they need some 450 outdoor stuff. All these 450 teams are indoor teams that they're supporting, but there's no 450 outdoor teams that they're supporting. Yeah, but I could see I could see Ryan not worrying about outdoors. And in, in as far as him managing a team, do you? I, I mean, because that's first off not his thing, and that's not really where the money is, right? That this, that isn't where the money is. I feel like it's a it's a money loss. Um, sport wise, I think you're Rogers right, but I think money wise, that outdoors you lose money when you race outdoors. It's still about visibility, 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 mm-hmm. though. That's yeah, why, but if that's you can get it all. you can get a Supercross championship, you're you've got the visibility you need to make an influence yeah. on motocross. Yeah, you do. I don't think the reverse is true. I yeah. would agree with that. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think I think he's I think he saw an opportunity to be involved with a team that had a high potential for producing a champion under under. Probably under leadership that Ryan believes needs to exist. And I'm going to say a mirror copy of what uh, DeCoster and Allen do, uh, does. Yeah, that's his definitely. Ian Harrison? 
that's definitely his blueprint for what he's come he's been raised in i guess yeah it'd be interesting to see i might have to try to keep my eyes open for changes happening over there um at uh at Geico, because we already lost LaRocco there, right? He left like two years ago. Is that right? Yeah, he retired and, and two years ago. Um, Harrison came in. No, not Harrison. <clears throat> What's the guy who took his place? That was, uh, I can see his face now. Eric Keogh took his spot at Honda. It was. It's the guy we. Oh, we, Dan, Dan Bentley. Dan Bentley, yeah. Yeah, we met him in Vegas one year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, long conversation with him and a bunch of. Um, customer service guys and stuff from, from Honda. Like one guy was Honda Automotive. If you ever want to meet some of these guys, go to the Energy Cup, and then afterwards, you go to the Hard Rock Hotel. There's a circle bar in the middle. We oh. saw we saw Justin Barsha. Uh, that was one of his uh, worst years at Energy Cup, and he was playing craps. I think something he was playing like twenty feet from us. Yeah, yep. we saw a few other people go through too. That seems to be where most of the uh, riders stay is at the uh, the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, so that was that was Dan Bentley that uh, is running the two fifties now. He was the four fifty uh, uh, manager. Yeah, and it, but he retired in August. Yeah. So I don't know actually. Oh, maybe a team manager. I just got to GeicoHonda.com. Team manager is Josh uh, Weisenor. Hmm. Oh, wow. W I S E N O R. Don't know him. Hmm. I don't either. Something to look up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I, I mean, I've only, let's see, I have only owned two Hondas and I have both of those <laughs> still in my garage in my in my trailer and well what about that other bike do you still have that other bike yes i do but that one i don't mind being one of the last cannondale owners in oregon but uh yeah it's, um, i wish i was one of the last cannondale owners that had a running cannondale i don't oh, think God. there's any of those left i think you're sad <laughs> It is getting to the point where I'm thinking there's literally no way to maintain them anymore. I'm ATK, I think, still has some parts, but I've noticed people are complaining they're having a hard time getting them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, pull, pull out the engine and put one in that works. Yeah, and you only have everything I'll just else. get another bike. If I'm ever going to get back to riding again, I'll just get another bike. <sighs> Probably be a Honda. <laughs> it's a safe bet. It is a safe bet. Well, let's let's uh, rapid fire take the last twenty minutes and talk a little bit about the two fifties um, for what we think of uh, a one results for the two fifties because uh, at least one of us found a a, a roster for uh, for the two fifties. You want to kind of run through those, yeah, uh, Raj, and kind of let us know who to expect. Uh, and and we can kind of make a podium at least. Yep, uh, right at the top of the list. Yeah, Dylan Ferrandis, last year's champion. You, he he's definitely the odds on. As I go down through this list, <clears throat> will he have some competition? Will other guys win some races? Absolutely. But in the end, he's just going to be hard to beat. But you got Dylan Ferrandis. You got Jeremy Martin. Mm. Shane McElrath, that's going to be an interesting change. I think he's on a far better bike. We'll see how he gels with that. 
Uh, we got Colt Nichols. Uh, he's still riding the Yamaha. And then we also got Amart. Both the Martin brothers are going to be racing uh, in this series. Interesting thing. I don't mm-hmm. see. I'm jumping out of here. I don't see. Wait a minute. That's that's too many Yamahas. Because Justin Cooper is also riding West Coast. Are they sending four yeah. guys west? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm counting uh, teams here. Star is three of them. Nope, four. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, there are four 250 riders coming in yeah. west. That's too many. I'm wondering if some of these people are really East Coast. Well, it it is provisional. Yeah, it's who's signed up. Now you, that doesn't mean they have to race. Yeah. But you know, I'm yeah, not. Good point. I'm not seeing some other guys on this that could potentially be here. What do you think about Jordan Smith? You think he's still not quite there yet? I think he's got some stuff to learn on the new bike. I think I think it takes him a while to gel with the new bike. Yeah. Because yeah. it did at Honda, it did at KTM. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't get it the first year. It's late late in the first year that you see if he's gonna gel with it or not. Mm-hmm. You got uh uh Michael Moseman. You know, who has done pretty good some of these off-season races. See what he's got going this year. Brandon Hartramp, he's he's got a Troy Lee KTM ride this year. That's good for him. Hmm. Justin Cooper, yep, another YZ in there. Jordan Smith. Martin Castello. Martin Castello, yeah. Oh, wow, he's riding a GMC Motorsports Racing Um Husqvarna, that's, that's him and Carson Brown and um, yeah. Derek uh, Kelly. Yeah, that's Jason McCormick. So they're probably do a lot of practicing right there at Washuba when the weather's good. No, oh, no kidding. Um, and Derek Drake's got a Troy Lee ride. Christian Craig, Robbie Wageman. You know, I see him at uh, um, Dana Dirt a lot. Yeah, he he's a he's a good good privateer kind of guy. Yeah, somebody named Cody Shock Shook. I I think you missed Brandon Hartramft. He's he's another one of the Troy Lee guys up there. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. I I said him after Michael Moseman's name. Oh, okay, going down through the list here. Oh look, Jet Lawrence is going to race West. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Logan Canoff, Cano. Killian Auberson, Carson Brown. Uh, hopefully he has more luck this year. I remember it seemed like more than once I saw steam coming out of his bike and he's pushing it back. He's Dish. got that that kid has speed and skill. He's just he just didn't have a good season. I, I think we'll see good like top tens on a privateer bike out of him, and he'll probably be one of the first guys to pick up a fill in ride. You know, it, forbid we need one. Eventually, yeah, eventually, yes. Uh, Chris Howell, Bradley Lionette, Luke Clout. So what's going to happen with him? <sighs> he came up from from uh, Australia. He was the one dogging uh, Brayton yeah. last yep. season. Yeah, so this guy's got some speed. So yep. watch for the number 101. There, he's, you know, he's a dark horse for a, a podium. I yeah. have to say that right now. I would say well, that, but I got bit by this when I said that about um, Covington, and Covington never, uh, never yeah, took fire. So being successful was, overseas doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that much. He was also quite a bit older. But Covington didn't do Supercross though, so that kind of, I think it took it out of him. 
be interesting. You know, isn't it right that um, Clout and Lawrence actually raced together in Australia or New Zealand? They certainly would have. One of one of the Lawrences, at least. Yeah. Well, I, that's the one that just came over. Yeah. Well, but Hunter's been here for a year, but I think. I th- no, but Clout's new. Clout and Jet Lawrence are both brand new. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Oh, I think uh, they would have been racing together. I don't know how old oh, Clout is. Oh no, Clout was here last year, wasn't he? Let me take yeah, a quick I think look. He might have been like a. a I, he's been here before, and Jet was amateur until just recently. Uh, Hunter is the one that's raced professionally before. So is, he, used, uh, he used to race uh, Jeep, uh, MX2. Hunter Lawrence did. Was it Michael Lieb that did really good in uh, straight rhythm? Almost beat raced with Roxon. Oh, hmm. I can't. I can't remember back that far. Uh, I'm going to look. I'm doing a quick search here because his his name's on this list. And I want to say that's who that was. I've seen his name for for a few years here and there. It's pretty much the end of the names that I really know. Yeah, yeah, they are. Oh, I got excited. Uh, it says. Uh, Mason Wharton. I just saw Wharton and yeah, thought I was going to say oh, Blake. Battleground Wharton. Yeah, wow, yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I had the same feeling when I saw it. I was like, ah, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> nope. Well, I I mean, I'm I'm all in for Jet Lawrence. I, I really look forward to seeing what that kid can do. I'm, I, I think it's going to, I think we're looking at the, you know, a Roxanne style up and comer here. I think he's going to get a win and three podiums and get like sixth on the season because he's going to get a a 12th and a 14th yeah, and a 22nd. Yeah. Like he's going to have a learning season. He's not going to get hurt, but I think he's going to be completely up and down because he's he's young. You think he yeah. win with Dylan Ferrandis in the class? Yes. Yep, because Dylan can't start. Ooh, oh, you, yeah, you got a point there. There's that opportunity thing. All you have to do is, is, but you have to go far enough away because he will close any gap. Yeah, (laughs) but you need to you need to have twenty seconds on him before he gets back to second place. So here's one, Eh, maybe not. I was thinking parallels between Dylan Ferrandis and uh, Tomac. Hmm. Maybe not. Hmm. Well, they're they're both so so starters. Um, but Tomac has an, a better ability to start. Well, at least he's shown yeah. more. He is more consistent, better. At and that. they both work through the pack really fast, and they can they can go three laps without changing the the gap, and then take three seconds out mm. yeah. in two laps. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing that's for sure: when Frandis moves up, we know who's lost his ride. <laughs> There's no way that they're going to keep Justin over Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if he if he stays with Yamaha, that Francis has got the ride. That's where he'd go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, I think they'll have they'll keep him because Plessinger will leave, even if he's offered an extension. If he gets a, an equitable ride anywhere else, he'll go. Oh, Francis will take that point. spot. Yeah, I don't think they're going to pay two top dogs. I think they're going to pay a top dog and then get a, a support rider. Well, they're going to pay a top dog and they're going to throw some money at uh, Barsha. Not top ride money, but 
Yeah, but he wouldn't take it. Wouldn't he, though? Because he he did have to buy his own Honda and do uh, the Energy Cup a couple years back. I think he's just happy to be on factory equipment. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't think it really matters. It's on the Yamaha, so it won't really matter. So, it's, you know, a, it's a loss anyway. So now that we're now that we're bashing Yamahas, you know, it, seriously, if Dylan Ferrandis Dylan moves up, which we'll have to if he wins the championship, it, <laughs> I'm nodding already. I am nodding. Kick me, but is he committing like suicide, moving up to the big Yamaha? A little bit. Like Justin Barsha did like yeah, like uh, Cooper Webb did. Cooper Webb well, shoot. did like James Stewart. Um, I did. The list is really long. I did read something somewhere, and I, it was just in the last few weeks, talking about 2021 for Yamaha, where they were going to do like a complete, like they did in 09, a mm-hmm. complete revamp of the bike. They have to. They they, they, they got to tilt that over. engine in the right direction. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, but the 250 works. You know, you know the other bike that uh, did uh, that type of exhaust uh, with a with the tilted tilted motor. Oh no! <laughs> well, it didn't do a cyclone I, exhaust. I, I it was a straight I pipe. <laughs> well, yeah, they did a straight pipe that was about four inches long. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yes, I'm familiar with the the brand. <laughs> yeah, reverse reverse tilt yeah. and uh, yeah, everything else very similar. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. So, well, when you know, the funny thing is when Yamaha did that, I thought to myself, okay, it proves that engineers think there's something to it, mm-hmm. um, but maybe it proves now that engineers don't know what they're talking about. You know what? You, it's funny when you talk to people that have ridden them i have not that the biggest thing they notice and you can even hear it with a gopro is the sound because that mm. carburetor is sucking right in front of you instead of down at your oh feet, you know and the yeah. sound is completely different um yeah but so help, should... help me out here the the new honda they kind of did that a little bit didn't they they're no more straight more, through intake it's straight down but it's not from the front it's oh, not straight down either. It's angled down, um, but it's not straight down. And I'm not sure what the advantage to that is, but maybe getting your intake further away from the cylinder and the heat, maybe, I don't know. Or if it's not having hmm. to make a 90-degree turn at the valves, you know, it's just going straight through you know, for hmm. flow. But, is there any reason to try to predict uh, winners in the 250 class? No one for Andis is going to win. There's really not any reason. It's is Jeremy just, Martin going to be second. He's going to he's going to be second or third. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know okay. you've got you've got Mathorath, you've got Smith, um, you've got Nichols, Nichols, those Justin guys Cooper going to be yeah those guys are all going to be right there. Jeremy Martin's definitely a podium player, but. Uh, I don't. I to Dylan Francis is going to win, and unless you know he gets a really bad start and can't get around a cu- another couple of Yamahas, but that's it, okay. I'm going to say Ferrandis, uh and then, and then it's going to be Martin and Justin Cooper. Yep. You're talking about A1 or the season? A1. Oh, oh, A1. Okay. Yeah, that, I would, that, I would that, agree with those choices that's that's exactly what i would do well i'm going to go for the end of the game and i'm going to say it's going to come down to the last round it's going to be between lawrence and ferrandis 
Oh, Lawrence and, and Fernandez. I think that Ferrandis is going to dump the bike at the top of the Palo turn. Actually, what's the last round this year? No, the Palo was the outdoors. Never mind. The last round. I keep remembering that one where he dumped the bike on outdoor yep. championship on that corner at the top of the Palo raceway. Oh, man. <laughs> I felt so sorry for the guy. <laughs> Uh, I think Lawrence is going to actually um, do a lot. I do think the first – I don't expect him to be on the podium here on the first round, but I, I think he's – I'm going to go ahead and do it because I'm the guy that bought the Cannondale. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that Lawrence is going to get the championship. Wow. This will go as well as that decision. This will – Awesome. That would be – I would love that. It would be fun to watch him up there eating donuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I forgot he mentioned that. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be great. I, I, th- I don't think that uh, Alden Baker's going to want to hire him while he's doing that. But <laughs> he'll probably have it in his contract if he ever grinds, ever goes to a Baker factory. You know, you're fired. Don't do donuts. I'm firing you if you uh, if I catch you with a donut. <laughs> who was it that ate Skittles? Was it, oh, it was Zach Osborne, wasn't it? Oh, I. Don't remember that. Well, Forkner was doing pixie sticks last yeah, year, right. so yeah, that yeah, that was a that was a sugar replenishing thing, though. Actually, purposefully, I think the donuts thing was kind of like a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. But he was eating them at Monster Energy Cup. He was chowing them things down. It's awesome. That's when. That's why it would be fun if he was on the podium a lot to watch him. Yeah, eating the donut. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine the donut manufacturer that's trying to get in on that one? <laughs> He'd have a Krispy Kreme sponsorship. Absolutely. Jules or Dunkin' Donuts or something. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he did it enough, someone would step up. And you know, it's probably not against the rules. So, yeah, that'd be sweet. Then- All right. Well, my top three for the 250A1. God dang it. Yeah, Ferrandis. Ferrandis first. Uh, I'm going to say Smith in the second. Jordan, just because I think he's, you know, how many years has he been now? Oh, no, he switched brands. That's right. I forgot he's on. Oh, but I like him on the Kawasaki. See, I think he's, I think that team is going to do something pretty special with him. So I'm thinking him in second, and I'm going to say Coop in third. This is his fifth year. It's his fifth year. Wow. Yeah. Coop in third. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. Well, I think those are great. I I would love to put Christian Craig up there, but oh, he's yeah. not gonna but he's he's got he's gotta at least show a podium before we can yeah. he'll get sixth or seventh in this race. Yeah, I think that seems pretty reasonable. Card pick right there. Yeah. Pro circuit only so has many one years of experience. What's I don't see anyone. I don't. I only see the one pro circuit bike on here, unless I'm missing somebody. Because they should oh. have they should have two guys here, and so they either need McAdoo, Marchbanks, or Forkner on this coast. Oh yeah, look at that! Yeah, they're not there, so they're all going east. Wow! <clears throat> if they really load the east coast. That means they're afraid of fork or uh, afraid of at least Ferrandis. Ferrandis. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems a little. Uh, oh yeah, I guess yeah. Forkner, Ferrand. Yeah, okay, yeah. Ferrandis would still take Forkner. So who's yeah. gonna? Be, who would ride for uh, Yamaha East? 
Well, that's the problem is they've got four of their, what, five guys? That star? Or you mean factory? Uh, yeah, star. A star 250 Yamaha. Um, yeah, look, they got... Yeah, they have four of them on this list. Yeah, that's the thing is it's... They don't... They're not necessarily all going to show up, but mm-hmm. it, it does still show... That's true. Um, it's provisional entry list. Yeah, that's a, yeah. They might. I'm wondering how many of these teams are still picking. They are because the only other the only other guy they have is Ty Masterpool, and I'm thinking he's on a 450. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they've got to split those guys up. Yeah. I mean, putting. I'm I'm gonna unpick Justin Cooper because they're gonna put him on the other coast. He's their he's their other fastest rider. Oh, you um, mean for A one? For A one, they he will. Oh, you think they're going to switch him out? Okay. They're going to have Dylan Ferrandis and either Colt Nichols or Shane McElrath as a backup, but Justin Cooper is going to be East. So, oh damn it! So it's well, I'm be... leaving him on my board just in case. <laughs> Ferrandis and then Jeremy Martin and then Jordan Smith. That I'll I'll, wow. put, I'll put Smith in there. Because he has the ability to go fast, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in a weirder race like this. Yeah, and this is this is year three for him, right? Year three and first year on the the Kawi for like, Jordan he was Smith. Key... Yeah, no, is that no. right? Yeah. He had two years of Honda. Oh my God, I forgot about Honda. <laughs> he he came up with uh, RJ Hampshire. Okay. They they uh, graduated up the same year. Yeah, okay. but he missed the All first right. year of Supercross with an injury. Jeez, I totally forgot about that. All I, all I remember is watching him at the um, Munster Cup and thinking, oh, my God, that guy's going to be great. And, yeah, then him disappearing for a little while. <laughs> like two weeks before the uh, the uh, Supercross season. Yeah. So hold it. When we were talking about DNFs, uh, sorry to go back to that. I, I oh, said 250 Hill. DNFs, huh? Okay, Alex oh, Martin. Oh, that's that's a good one. What, what was the third one? Wait, I have Hill Stewart, and who was who was uh, the one you chose, Raj? Justin Barsha. Barsha, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to make you repeat it. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> okay, DNFs for 250. Half the field. I don't know. <laughs> The first DNF, but the trick is who is the first to DNF for the night? Wow, there's I have no idea. It's going to be one of these many people. <laughs> one of the guys we don't know the name of. These main guys up here, they're gonna, they're just gonna send it. They're all punks, and they just keep it pinned no matter what. And yeah, who was it that was riding with a broken wrist uh, when he wasn't that Coop when he not uh, Webb when he won his yep, uh, yep. 250 championship? Yep, yep. <laughs> riding with a broken wrist. Don't know how to stop. Yeah, and with a broken navicular, he started started outdoors with that barely repaired. And I I, I called I called it that year. I said he was going to win, and sure enough, he did. He was weak the first half of the season, then he came back strong and took the outdoor championship after having the same injury that took out Rick Johnson. Mm. Mm. But I, yeah, it, this is going to be a good season. Uh, I, I think in, in all the classes for at least the first half of the year, nothing's a mm-hmm. foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's keeping notes on all these picks? You are. Oh God. <laughs> no, I, I was, I'll, uh, I usually take notes after the episode goes up. Right. Um, but hey, if you do it, I don't have to. 
Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll do it. I'll go back and listen to the other ones and make sure I captured what we were saying. Yep. Plus, are we allowed to make adjustments to our overall uh, season overalls here as we uh, progress, or is I, it all just... If somebody gets hurt, we should be able to. Okay, I, we can replace hurt people. I like that. Yeah. What yeah. were you saying there, right, Randy? No, that, 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 that sounds good. I was going to say maybe at Daytona we can kind of re- readjust... Yeah. But uh, I think I think replacing injuries is is the fair way to do it. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. Let's see. Are any of my people going to get injured? Uh, Webb? No. Uh, Osborne. I see. That's why I got to go back and listen. Well, I can't remember Yamahas who I did for second, third. Yeah, none. <laughs> why would I put that down? <clears throat> uh, you know, and I really don't have anything against Yamaha. It's just that just there's just so many people saying the same things about them and watching those poor riders and seeing everybody struggle like they do. And I don't know, Barsha, I, I don't, he seems almost to want it. It's like, give me the hardest bike to ride. Uh, I'm going to prove that I can ride it. I mean, (laughs) if you're going to, if guys like us were going to buy a bike, you know, um, Yamaha would be my absolute second choice because I know that, you know, if I'm going to ride a bike four or five years, I want it to run for four or five years yeah. without a lot of yeah. Yamaha is going to do that. Yeah, they're high yeah. quality. That, you know, uh, I had two Yamahas. I started on Yamahas technically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my actually, PW50 actually. and my PW80 were I, both. I did too. I had two Yamahas in the early days. And see, they're super well-built, reliable bikes. You know, we're talking top end, you know, um, yeah. super cross racers here. <clears throat> that's a, yeah. that's a very sharp pinnacle, but when it comes to all of us riders riding, you know, mm-hmm. Omaha would be a great bike. Uh, there's, there's really mm-hmm. no bad bikes out right now. I mean, they're all, they're all really good. Like, just like cars, there's very few yeah. bad cars you can buy yeah. anymore. But I think if you wanted to have a bike, if you were going to buy a bike that want that you wanted to ride for 15 years, um, there's only two bikes that'll go 15 years that you could still ride them. And that's a Honda and a Yamaha. I just, don't, mm. I, you don't see when you don't see 15 year old, uh, Kawasaki's and KTM's and stuff that people that aren't kind of freaks of nature go out mm. on the motocross mm-hmm. track, you know, the older the bikes, it just narrows down to Hondas and Yamahas. I think the mm. good KTM's have only been around for 10 years. So I think we we're still yet to see yeah. Yeah. that. Yeah. Although, you um, know what? I mean, we've ridden people with KTM's on the trail and if, if parts are going to rattle off of a bike, it's usually a KTM. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've looked for more nuts and bolts. <laughs> Yeah, we, we only say that because we've literally had to look for parts yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. off of them. <laughs> anyway, just our uh, experiences weren't that good there. But you know what? When you want to ride a super fast, good handling bike, you, you, you're not going to go wrong with a new KTM. Have you ever ridden the reverse engine? Uh, Yamaha, I have not. Uh, Roger. I have not. I just heard that they sound different, but I have mm. not ridden. A, a... Mm. I remember when you rode my Cannondale, you were talking about how it seemed to be like the bike wanted to stand up, um, didn't really want to lean over very well. It was kind of like a more like a ride straight bike, not a corner bike. Right, and that can be a combination of things. That can be you know the the, the 
rake of this of the forks can be yep. out or you can have a lot of flywheel effect of the engine will keep it wanting to stand up too well i've, I've heard people talking about the the 450 in that same way and I've, I've never heard anybody really attribute any specific characteristic to the reverse um the reverse uh angle on the cylinder but i don't know it, may, it does make me wonder about that but i mean the Cannondale's totally different by yeah. 260 pounds yeah. yeah it was raked out it was really intended to be a, a cross-country bike not a yeah not a supercross or even a motocross bike i just can't see why the tilted back cylinder should should make it a problem but you know uh, the only way to find out would be to tip it back for but that's not cheap and, <laughs> yeah, but, but it works on the 250 yeah, and yep. actually, yeah. I, I, if I'm remembering right, there's very little difference um, th- right Wait. now between the 250 and 450 frames. Hmm. There's like they the frame might even be the same. It's just different. They changed the motor mounts because that the motor mounts the flex of the motor mounts changes the characteristics of handling the bike. I, I bet that's I, why they don't want to change the bike is because they said, well, this works. <laughs> on a 250 so we should be able to make it work yeah. on the 450 because yeah. they've got a good platform they don't want to throw it away because there's it works here how do we make it and so they're just banging their head up against the wall trying to make it yeah. work because if they can yeah. find that last little bit maybe they can make it a championship but, bike but after well now 11 years of that motor which is a strong motor you know i don't know i, I you would think they'd be searching for something but then again once again that's that pinnacle top end you know of mm-hmm. of the sport <clears throat> you know you do see you see a decent amount of yamahas out at the practice track so you know privateers are riding them for just regular uh, uh joe motos like us you know well i think that'll that'll do it i we could keep going for another hour easy um but I think we're just going to have to uh, just kind of see how the race shakes out. And next week, we'll talk about how wrong we all were. Or uh, right. Or right. We could be man, right, too. Did you see how Plessinger just just went away, got that whole <laughs> shot and just went away? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Um, so we're, uh, we're doing a... Uh, an RM Fantasy SX group. Uh, if anyone wants in, uh, they can they can hit me up on the uh, the email. It could be found on the website or uh, in the show description, and uh, I'll be happy to add emails in, and we can all race each other and uh, see who see who guesses better. Um, uh, Cheryl's probably going to join us on the uh, on the uh, fantasy league there. Just so you know. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's get as many people going as we can and, and see, see how everyone can rank. If she beats me, I'm going to be really, really upset. I got bad news for you. <laughs> you better be ready. <laughs> no doubt. You guys have any, any other, uh, final thoughts for going into the weekend? Uh, one thing I, you last, uh, you texted me a stat that you wanted me to pull out. Um, as far as like Kevin Winham's, uh, the number of times he's, uh, what is it, raced? No, I can't remember what specifically you said. Let me go back to it. You I think said, it was some of the effect of uh, how many 
uh, how he's done like per capita of, of, of races or something. Most combined wins in both indoor and outdoor with no big bike championships. And I, I have not finished importing all the off uh, the, the motocross. I've got all the supercross stuff uh, in my database, but you got to go get all the motocross stuff now. And I'll have that stat for us next time we, uh, next time we meet. Yeah. Cause I, I was thinking that K-Dub might have the most wins with no championships indoor and outdoor um, yeah combined yeah yeah and but uh i i also mentioned that Loraco raced a very long time as well and i don't believe he had a 450 or a big bike win a big bike championship big bike no. championship so he no. he might also be there and there might be some uh some other people uh from further back in the vault so i just figured that'd be something to to look up yeah yeah well, he's he's second. Uh, Winham is second to Eli and wins with no championships in indoors. Yeah, and I was and, wondering uh, if, if outdoors, uh, yeah, if that would it. change it. Yeah, I'll I'll get that figured out by next next time. Okay. Roger, any thoughts on the the stadium or the weather conditions or or uh, the track or anything <clears throat> before we go out? Nope, I think it'll be an easy track. And Dave said the weather was going to be good. And going to be fun to watch yeah I'm, I'm just just so you guys know i'm just pulling up the weather forecast just to make sure 10 day forecast uh let's see is it sunday right it's sunday right it's saturday night oh saturday uh yeah 69 no chance of participation oh you're breaking up oh uh 69 degrees and no chance of rain okay. no no rain oh, all right sorry barsha but Yep, and if uh, there's a chance we all we all get together for this race, um, possibly watch it watch it all together. We'll uh, we'll put something up on our Instagram feed, which will also be in the show notes. Uh, all right, and here's where we say goodnight. Good night. Right. Cheers, everyone. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Loose Spokes podcast. A special thanks for Jahazer for the use of their song, The Last Ones, under the Attribution Share Alike license.